Thank you, everybody, for tuning in again. Of course, this is man Jerome Thornton, you know, representing Bastrop, Louisiana. The Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast, man. This is volume number 18. You know, I guess it's I don't care. Throw your complaints in the air. <laughs> because it's a whole lot of complaints going on. Um, man, Master P actually aired out Kim Kardashian and Monica and his brother C. Murder. And then, come to find out, um, the plot thickens with the Sweetie Pie scenario because there's another third person involved and it seems as though that Tim has committed wire fraud. But first, I think we're going to start with Pastor John Gray has been accused, hasn't been proved, but has been accused of actually cheating with his side piece and there was a FaceTime video that was uploaded um, pretty much stating you know he was having a conversation with a specific young lady and he was talking or he made some comments about how his wife doesn't cook and he actually had his son in the actual FaceTime video and showing that they were eating pizza Um, to me that was a little cheesy of course I don't know you know I don't agree with these things Um, But looking at Pastor John Gray, I have uh, noticed that he is a very, very smart, um, intelligent leader that's in the that's in the Christian community, um, especially when it comes down to the African-American church. At this point in time, a lot of people are asking him to step down. You know, I want to know what you guys think, because just last year around this time. He was caught up in the same situation. And of course, um, it's on record that he was, you know, asking for forgiveness from his wife. I think he had uh, several consultations in regards to um, his infidelity. But I think that what we what we misunderstand and I think as Christians is, is that we think that if a person is is anointed with the Holy Spirit that they won't be tempted and for the most part that's simply not true um, we understand you know for all my Bible readers we have to understand that David was David was a man that that God actually adored um, David was a um, a leader um, in every sense of the word but David also um was extremely troubled and he used his power and influence to actually go after a woman he he looked at Bathsheba and he stated that he could not well I'm not going to say he stated but he couldn't control himself and she knew that David was a powerful man and she knew that um, when she posed naked in front of David, that, you know, there is not a whole lot that any man could have done. But instead, David still looked at her and she still let David look at him. And as a result of that, David did something that was really, really evil. Um, David actually ended up having sex with Bathsheba. And then on top of that, David went as far as 
to bring the man back to his wife because he felt guilty. Now, y'all listen, because I know a lot of people out there read the Bible, but really and truly, this is somewhat of a street version. But he brought the man back to be with his wife. And the man was so loyal to David and the legions that were fighting. He stated that, you know what? Hey, look, if I can't be with my, if my brothers cannot be with their wives during war, I don't want to be with mine. So guess what he did? Not knowing what was going on. He came back and he slept at David's door because he knew how beautiful his wife was. I think he did have dinner or they maybe conversated, but he refused to sleep with her. See, everybody is not, doesn't have the strong character of this soldier who stays down, who knows how to avoid temptation. So once David realized this, David understood that he had a real life problem on his hands because he didn't plan on leaving Bathsheba alone. And he knew that if it had gotten out that one of his soldiers that he was sleeping with his wife that that would actually be exile there would be problems amongst his men amongst his political um, endeavors with him and God not to mention him and his wife we hadn't even went there yet This is how much God loves David. But let me go ahead and explain. David then calls the commander in chief and he says, you know what? Hey, look, this is when things get really tricky. You know what I want you to do? When he leaves, do not put him back in his proper place. We're going to fool him. But when the enemy comes to attack, I want you to let about five or six men know to move out of the way so it can appear as though that the man was a casualty of war. But in actuality, David really had the man killed, but it wasn't by his king. David really had the man killed, but it really wasn't by his own hand because they were in war. He just told the people to look, get out of the way and don't defend him. So that way the blood would be able to wash right off of his hands onto the enemy's hands. So he would think Now, for everybody that doesn't know anything about David, if I'm not mistaken, David was, David was amongst a group of, of, of of brothers. He was amongst a group of men. And there was a um, very, very big giant amongst the, amongst the people. And at that point in time, The giant was, I think it was a Philistine or something like that. Man, I got a cricket in my house. Y'all hear? Man, this thing is getting on my nerves. But anyway, I think this giant was a Philistine. And there were so many people lined up to take the giant down. And so many people wanted to be, to get that slot. And they all looked at him and said, you know what, man, you, you too small. 
you too small. And David said, what do you mean? I know how to defeat the beast. And guess what? I'll do it. After several attempts and people failing, David finally had the opportunity. David was able to hit the beast upside of the head and the beast crumbled. And this, and this came, began David's rise to power. If I'm not for certain, Pastor John Gray is from California. He comes from meager beginnings. He is almost in a situation such as David. Except he hasn't had nobody killed. But what I'm talking about is, is that who would have thought a person of his background would be able to go up against or not go up against but to be able to convey the message of God as did David do when he did wrong I want y'all to think about that for a minute because really and truly an African-American man of Mr. Gray's age demographic coming from his area that he was from they don't have too much of a chance of making it more or less being a famed pastor and turning their life around. Let me, um... Alright, thank you all very much for allowing me to, uh, handle that. <laughs> but correction, um, Pastor John Gray is from Ohio. I think Cincinnati. Either way, a lot of people asleep on Cincinnati. You know what? I mean, not to say that it's a bad city, but it does, you know, the socioeconomic conditions of African-Americans, almost mostly, almost in every major city is below the poverty line. So I definitely do. I definitely did want to make that clear. I don't want to be spreading any type of uh, false narratives. And um, so back to back to what I was saying. Okay. Um about Pastor Gray. Allegedly, this is something that's that's going on. Hopefully, um, that's not something that's what really that's what's really happening. I'm just showing you the reason why I mentioned David is because David David was tempted by a woman. Okay? Pastor Gray at one point in time was tempted by a woman. These things happen. Okay. They happen and they happen all the time. You know, um, there were men of the cloth that were saved. That were saved in the red light district. We got to understand these things. These things actually, and I'm not quoting, these things actually happen in the Bible. Right? We understood, we understand when. There were men, there were men that actually came up to a woman's door, up, up to a man's door and said, hey, guess what, man? Where are these men at? They were tempted. They were so full of themselves that they wanted to be with a, with a man. And they didn't care. They were, they, they, they said, send them outside and send them outside now. It was a group of them. The man said, hey, look, 
And God blessed this man's heart. The man said, hey, look, don't worry about it. I have about four to five daughters in here that are virgins. You all seem like you're pretty good men. Be with them. Have my daughters. They refused. They started to get angry. An angel had to appear and blindside the men. Boom. And the man had to shut the door. So those, so these people wouldn't come in the house and try to rape some men. These things really happen in the Bible. So what I'm saying is this. First of all, number one, when we're taking a position of leadership in the church, you have to be careful because number one, Are you really ready for the temptation that comes along with that? It could be physical or mental. Some people have stole money. Some people, some people, there is a thirst and lust for power. So, and then come to find out as we look deeper into this, because the blogs was dragging this guy. Now, this is according to Pastor Gray's lawyer. That this was all a money grab. That he never seen the woman. He never touched her. They only had conversation. Now, let's bring this all the way back in. Let's bring this all the way back home. As a man, as a married man, what are you doing on the phone conversating with another woman? You're definitely not consoling her in any type of religious matter. See, when things happen like this, you know what? This makes your family look bad. This embarrasses your wife. Pastor Gray, with all due respect. Because she going to have to come in and walk in that church with you. With her hell held high. With her head held high. And here we go again. Going to have to defend you again. As she has done in the past when you came up with your infidelity issues. You got to be smarter than that. Now, if you can't protect yourself, think about your wife. Why you around here on the phone telling people that she can't cook? Somebody you had never met. But then you claim to everybody else that she that your wife was your rib and you down talking to somebody else that you had never met. Not cool. It don't seem like you're grateful to have her in your life. But, hey, guess what? We're ready to move on. And we are grateful to have y'all tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. Don't get that mixed up. My name is Jerome, representing Brasher, Louisiana, baby. Huh? By way of Lightwood, by way of Elgin, Illinois, by way of Chicago, all the way down to Rockford, Illinois, baby. Huh? You can follow me on Instagram. At Virtual Hustle 77. You can follow me on Facebook at Jerome Thornton. You can follow me on Thornton Media on Facebook as well. I'll be putting up content there and on Twitter. Rome Empire 77. Y'all holla one time. Now we're gonna talk about people being grateful. Uh Master P has came out. He's been in the news a whole lot. Of course, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know Master P has a, you know, he's always been. A hustler, you know, he know he always known how to, you know, how to flip a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Once I knew Master P was for real, 
Master P was one of the first rap artists that I ever seen came out with an actual credit card. It's called a soldier card. Um, I really wish that he would have stuck with that. Um, he had his own shoe. I think Courtney Alexander wore his, wore his shoe. Master P had his own sports uh, sports agency. You know, these are things that didn't actually work out. But he was he was leading the way. Um, everybody knows about No Limit Records. Everybody knows that Master P um, had the famous 85-15% deal with Priority. He did that. He pulled it off. 500 mil. Um, but one thing Master P has always, um, I think that's been overlooked. That I think that, and this is one of the main reasons why he's constantly reminding us about the actual, um, how hard he goes for his family. You know, the whole nine, the whole, the whole time when we thought that, you know, when the song came out, shake that ass, shake that ass, you hoes, shake that ass, shake that, you know what I'm saying? Master P was actually married. He had children. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think he has about seven or eight kids by his, well, by now, by his ex-wife, you know? Um, and, you know, he also was, even then, back then, he was talking about the importance of family. You know, he he explained uh, um, the importance of having a business structure within the family. You know, unfortunately, his one of his brothers, C. Murder, actually went to jail. He went to jail for murder, uh, for murdering, I think it was a 16 or 17 year old kid at a concert. They've been saying that C murder um, is innocent. Master P's been constantly saying that C murder's innocent. Um, during this time, Master P has also been saying that he is so tired of people, I guess, leeching off him. You see what I'm saying? Because he has money and they think that pretty much that they're not supposed to work for their dreams right that they're not supposed to do anything because they have a rich uncle brother or cousin and he is telling them hey look you know um i'm only one person um you know i'm not an atm machine i've been looking out for y'all for years and had nobody actually rose up to the occasion and got out of poverty like i've been trying to help them do so at this point in time, y'all need to find y'all some business and start getting things on y'all own. And then he goes in. He uh, um he says, see, murder calls Kim Kardashian his angel and calls Monica his ride or die. Now, in this situation, really and truly, I didn't agree with Master P with this, but everybody is has their own opinion. I mean, it's no doubt about it. Master P has been one of the biggest advocates for C murder. Um, he also has stated that C murder needs to change his life as well. Me and myself personally, if I'm trying to feed my brother from murder, I wouldn't be saying that he has character issues. Just just me, but hey, look, they got their own thing. But I mean, man, let's be honest, you know, C murder at one time was dating um was dating Monica. And we really don't know what Monica has done for C behind closed doors. I don't think he knows that. But I think that when he seen C murder say these things, it triggered him because he like, hold on fam, what you talking about? I'm your ride or die. 
I've been I've been riding for you all these years. I've been saying free rent C murder all these years. What is you talking about? He said, you know what I'm saying? He put it out there like, hey, you and Monica just been talking, just been, you know what I'm saying, just start talking back to each other seven months ago. She been married two times since then. So what you mean she your ride or die? She can't be your ride or die. She been married two times and got kids by other people. He put it out there. Bold. And then he was like, well, you know, um, really and truly, you really don't know who Kim Kardashian is. But at the same time, if she your angel, then she your angel. And if y'all gonna free him, start with all this talking, you know, like it, it, it almost came off like it was arrogant. You know what I'm saying? And I'm starting to see that Master P has this bold and arrogant side to him. And I think that's when, you know what I'm saying, when it comes out um, that he's upset, you know, and he's a little self-exorbitant. But I don't blame him. Um, I don't blame him for responding like that because he is trying to, you know, basically tell his brother, hey man, you tripping. Me, myself, personally, if I was him, I would have called my brother. I want to say it then on the internet. Right now, me and my brothers, I have two. It's three of us. Our relationship isn't great. I wouldn't even say it's good. In my opinion, not to where I wanted to be with my brothers. But I would never go to the internet. I don't care what's going on. I would never go to the internet. Right? And or on Facebook or on social media and bash my own brother. I wouldn't do that. Me, myself, personally, and everybody, if anybody knows me, knows that I'm a big Master P fan. And in this situation, hey, look, and I'm judging right now, I think he could have handled it a better way. Um, As far as family members, him getting tired of giving people money and doing different things like this, hey, man, I would said you should have did this a long time ago. You know, you got all these companies, you doing all of these things. How are you empowering your family members? Are you bringing them to work with you? Are you training them? Are they being interns? I mean, that's a question that I have, and I think that that's an honest, I think that that's an honest question. Are they working on any of your projects? You know, are they writers for your shows, for your movies? Because it's one thing about giving them money, it's another thing about employing them and providing them with opportunities so they can make the money. So that way, really and truly, you're not giving them anything out of your pocket. They're actually working for everything that they got. I think that there's a big difference there. So in my opinion, if I was the rich uncle, hey, guess what? If you need some, come work for it. Yeah, we could put you on a couple projects. Come work for it though. I'm just not finna give you my all and my everything constantly, constantly, constantly. And you just sitting back down in the projects ain't moving forward with your life. If you want them to move forward with their life, I mean, I could understand that. But show them something different. As you have always in the past. I think your family man gonna always look up to you. And I'm speaking personally to Master P right now. Man, I think your family gonna always look up to you, bro. You are one, as they say in sports, you are a generational talent. Right. And you are God has blessed you to be in a position. Not only to put your family member or your family in a position of prosperity, but also to empower other people in positions of prosperity. You've done it. You've done it for strangers. Why can't you do it for them? That's just me. 
that's just my portion of feedback. But hey, Master P, man, you know what? On another thing, though, man, much respect for you um, for always being transparent. I could always say, now, you know, regardless of the fact of how, it, you know, if I, these are one of the, one of the only times or, you know, few times that I would disagree with you. You know what? When it come down to you, you don't have to guess. He's an open book. He going to speak his mind and he going to speak directly what's on it. And it's up to you to understand or like what he's saying. And he don't cut no corners. And on top of that, guess what? If he wrong, he will come back and apologize. Right? Simple as that. But moving right along, I was just in the store the other day and I seen a, I seen a sale, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, the purple hub peas, the crowder peas, they was $2.99, buy one, $2.99, buy one, get one free. Oh, we and I seen them okra over there. My God, I knew it was a deal that I couldn't I couldn't pass up. You want to know why? Cause I like crowder peas, and if anybody that knows me knows that I'm a big fan of crowder peas. I just I actually I just made a whole Facebook post about purple hull peas. I'm a country boy, but I think. With us as African Americans, one of the main things that we get so frustrated with is with our cultural lineage, right? And that we can't relate cross-culturally with our African sisters and brothers from a cultural standpoint, from a language standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint. From an intellectual standpoint, we can't relate to them and we get upset. It frustrates us. And the only thing that we have, I wouldn't say the only thing, but I would say one of the main things that we have that we constantly revert back to is food. And I think that that's the main thing that at this day and time, especially since we are in the COVID-19 era of the world, is that we really need to start to revert back to the food, not to the scraps, not to the not to the pigs, the things that were left over, the things that we brought here. Um, the things such as rice. Things such as okra, the things such as greens. Um, and look at how, and like even research how and where these things came from, and then start to culturally reconnect to our, I would say, lineage. So we understand that, well, really and truly, I didn't understand this until a couple years back. Because when it came, when it comes to slavery and when it comes to African-Americans, one of the main things that we talk about was cotton, right? 
But really and truly, one of the main things that really drove African-Americans or Africans to the United States, specifically in the Carolinas, was rice. Rice is really, really big in Africa. Um, And rice, we actually cultivated. We were the reasons why that the United States made billions and hundreds of millions of dollars back then because the Africans were able to cultivate the rice. It's phenomenal. And if you look at like Nigerians, almost every culture in Africa, Africa has something that's called a rice bowl to where different cultures from Africa, from different countries from Africa actually see who could make the best rice. I think the... um Nigerian rice is um, jollof rice and it is um, man it looks delicious it's, it's served with a with a leg quarter the only difference is, is that they cook it with a lot of oil a lot of spices and then they bake the rice now, I mean it is it is it is fabulous but I think that with us we we have transition from different things from just being in just being in Louisiana and I'm only speaking specifically from just being in Louisiana you know dirty rice I mean usually most black people when they eat rice it's white rice our rice is our rice is white I just really started to learn that there were other grains of rice when I became a man because down south you know right now is somebody that's having chicken and rice and gravy. Maybe a side of cornbread with some corn or something. Maybe a biscuit. So another thing is, is okra. You see what I'm saying? My, you know what I'm saying? My granddad, you know, used to go to town on green peas and okra. You know, okra is also, it goes a lot in gumbo, you know, from down south. But people use okra these days. You know, fried okra is 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 a staple, you know, and it's slowly working its way to northern states as well. You know, there's places that serve fried okra to this day, but Africans brought fried okra, fried okra here. Um, greens. Africans bought greens, brought greens here and a lot of other things. And what I'm saying is, is this when we look at we have never Maybe there has been some African-American sociologists that has done this, right? We explore every, every plate, every palette. Like I'm, I'm more than confident that right now, African-Americans look at spaghetti as a soul food. They look at mac and cheese as an actual form of soul food. When in actuality, that's not something that we that we brought to this country. We didn't introduce pasta or mac and cheese to this country. What I'm and, and this is something that I'm gonna start to do. I'm not gonna say, hey, I'm asking somebody out there because we only have an audience of four. And I appreciate you guys. But what I'm gonna start to do is I'm gonna start to compare plates of what's being served today to our diaspora of African people. I don't think that we're going to be far off. 
I don't think so. I think that it's I think that it's going to be very, 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 very close. The only thing, the only difference, what it may be, it may be a difference in fruits and fish. Because the variety of fish and fruit that they have available, it may be different from what we have available. Most definitely fruits. You see what I'm saying? So um, I want you guys to be on the lookout for if anybody, if anybody listens to my podcast, I always try to end it on like a, you know, like a a note that I'm going to go to a different subject, but I never do. Right. You guys are going to have to tune in to the next Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast, you know, right here on Anchor slash Spotify, baby. I like that. I like to thank everybody for tuning in. My name is Jerome. Man, represent Basha, Louisiana, by the way of Chicago, by the way of Elgin, by the way of Rockford. Man, I really do appreciate you all tuning in. And and also, if anybody else is a fan of the podcast, man, please share the podcast. Y'all, I still live in the hood out here in Rockford, Illinois. You guys are going to hear sirens and all of this type of stuff. Don't worry about it. Just consider it a pod, podcast ambiance. <laughs> But, uh, man, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in, man. And please, please, please. Um, oh, no. We do have to talk about something else. Man, you know what? My heart is really, really on this Sweetie Pie stuff. Uh, with Tim. And, and, and more facts are starting to come out. They, and I'm sorry. You know, I just, I just can't help it. You know, um. I'm not a chatty patty. I'm not a gossip person. And really and truly, I want to see things be the exact reverse, right? But, you know, at this point in time, they just charged him with wire fraud, you know? Um, they stated that he, and, and his insurance uh, guy, you know, which I don't think that that's going to be an issue for Tim because, you know, he should be able to get around that because they say that he inflated the amount of, insurance that he could get which is to me which is it's a bad thing for the insurance industry and here's the reason why say for instance if I have a son and I want to get a million dollar policy on my son and I make $40,000 a year they have like an income stabilizer that will say okay well you know what you can only get this much so they saying that Tim inflated the amount of assets um, for his for the amount of money that he brings in to hire the amount of insurance that he could qualify for, to, you know, for his nephew. Me, myself, personally, I think that it's a common thing that people get insurance on their on their families. So to me, that's not a red flag. But um, also, there's been another person that's been involved. I guess there's there was a producer for um, for Nelly um, who who got charged as well. And um, man, that's just. You know, it's, things are just starting to get more and more out of hand. And I just want, I just want, I just want, I just want this all to be over with, you know. And God bless Miss Ruby because, you know, I can't even imagine how she's doing. Um, I mean, she's a special woman. She reminds me so much of my mom, so much of my aunties. And... Man, y'all. 
My mom always told me this, son. My mom and my dad. You know what, Jerome? You be thankful for the good people that's around you. The ones that treat you good. You make sure that you let them know that you appreciate them for being in your life. And please watch the company that you keep, son. If this really happened, I would be so sad for her. I don't like that. I'm a real, real big family person. Y'all was listening to my podcast earlier. Me and my brothers, we are not in the best space right now. But I will go to the wall for my brothers. Man, I'd like to thank y'all again for listening to and tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast, man. Um, volume number 18, you know, I don't care, throw your hands in the air. You know, we talked about uh, Pastor John Gray. We talked about Master P. We talked about um, C. Murder saying that Kim Kardashian was his angel. You know, we also talked about um, soul food and how we need to reconnect with our people and our lineage through food. And what the actual, you know, what our actual ancestors, the slave ancestors brought over. Man, for everybody that's out there, man, if y'all thinking that I made a mistake or my content is off, man, you know what? I will welcome anybody here to fact check, to fact check me and check me at any given time. If y'all have um, subjects or topics that y'all want to bring up, if y'all actually want to be a part of the podcast, man, it's no problem. Just let me know. You know, I'm available at any given time. Man, thank y'all again for tuning in. God bless y'all. Peace and blessings to y'all moving forward.